Welcome to From the Den Podcast, providing Bears and NFL fans alike with compelling news, discussion, and debate. I'm your co-host, Benjamin, joined alongside my dear friend and co-host, Orin. Hey, Benjamin, let's get right into it. As always, kickoff starts now. Welcome to the fourth episode of From the Den Podcast. If you haven't listened to our third episode, what are you doing? Go listen to it now. But anyway... In that episode, we went over all 32 of the first-round picks in the NFL 2020 draft. And in this, uh, in this episode, we're going to be going over all of the Bears picks in the 2020 draft and grading them in the similar way that we did in the last episode. Yeah, so in the 2020 draft, there was a lot, a lot of talent. It was a very deep class. And the Bears, even though they didn't have a first-round pick, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and they ended up, ended up trading away their sixth-round pick, they still got some pretty, pretty good talent that helps their team. But was that talent the best that they could have got? We'll discuss all of that with some bonus questions at the end. All right. Starting with round two, pick 43, the Bears selected Cole Kmet, a tight end out of Notre Dame. Oren, tell me your thoughts on this pick. So I like this pick. The only concern I would have is that the Bears currently have 10 tight ends, which is a ridiculous amount. And I feel like they, they did sign Jimmy Graham to a big contract. And um, they spent a lot of money on him. They just released Trey Burden. And Matt Nagy really, really, really cares about their tight end position. So drafting Cole Komet was, even though it was a bit, it was, even though Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace may have reached a bit to get him, and even though tight end is the, isn't the biggest need that they have on their team, they still went to get him because the whole Matt Nagy offense revolves around him. Cole Komet, in my opinion, was the best tight end in this year's draft. His only weakness is blocking, and he's, a, he's what Matt Nagy's offense calls a wide tight end. But I think that for what the Bears need right now, especially with a big target for Nick Foles, who played in a system under Doug Peterson with, with um, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, and the Bears don't really have that Zach Ertz guy. I think that's what they want Cole Clement to be. They want him to be the Zach Ertz of Philadelphia and the Travis Kelsey of Kansas City. And... I think that he can be that guy, but I'm not sure that the Bears necessarily need need that position. So for that reason, I'm giving it a B because I think he is a good player. I don't think the Bears necessarily needed, like it, they were in dire need of it, but it does help them. It's not like even though Jimmy Graham is, they signed him to a lot of money, which I didn't like that signing. I still think that it was necessary to draft the tight end. It wasn't maybe not necessary to draft one with your first pick that you have. But I still think that it was a good decision for – it was a solid decision for them to draft him. I think he's a good player. I think he'll fit in well with the Bears offense, who has Demetrius Harris, who's a good blocking tight end. Jimmy Graham was more of a red zone threat. And Cole Komet, who they're trying to shape into a really good all-around tight end. Uh, Oren, just to refute a few of your points there, you were saying that the Matt Nagy offense needs a tight end. Well, in both the years with Matt Nagy, they haven't really had – they haven't really had one central tight end. I mean, you could say that in 2019, their offense in general wasn't the way that Nagy would want. But even in 2018, they really, uh, they really didn't have one main tight end. Um, there was some good tight end play, but it wasn't top-notch or anything like that. Uh, as for my opinion on Cole Kmet, well, as I went over in episode three, the three main factors that go into me deciding how good or bad a pick was is the player's talent overall, the player's value like if they could have picked them way lower or way higher. And finally, if the position that the team selected is a necessity to this team. So as for Cole Kmet, I think the Bears, one of the Bears' main needs was a tight end, but I think it's kind of 
I, I don't understand why they would take a tight end that uh, isn't great at blocking because many of the Bears' problems came with blocking. That's why they needed a revamped offensive line, but it was also on the tight end front. Uh, you look at Adam Shaheen, he, uh, he wasn't a great pass catcher, but he also really struggled in the blocking part. So while I do like uh, Cole Kmet, I really think he needs to improve on the blocking to become a great part of this Bears offense. Um, I gave this, that's why I gave this pick a B. I still do like that the Bears selected a tight end, but I'm not sure they needed to do it with their very first overall pick, and it shows that they're not very committed to Cole Kmet specifically and that they have 10 other guys. Yeah, so especially with the Bears' first pick, that's I get, I get it's not in the first round, but for them, that is their first-round pick. And usually you want to spend your first-round pick on a position where you're in a dire need. But for the Bears, even though tight ends, even though they have a solid amount of tight ends on their team, and the tight ends may not be top-tier tight ends on their team, but they're still solid tight ends. I think that the reason they got it is because, yes, you said that Matt Nagy hasn't had great tight ends, but his goal, he wants great tight ends. If you look at every single Andy Reid offense, Travis Kelsey in Kansas City, like I said earlier, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard in Philadelphia. And the reason that they signed Troy Burton to such a big contract is because they wanted that tight end and he didn't produce. The reason that they drafted, the reason that they kept on to Adam Sheen for so long is because they wanted that tight end. The reason that they signed Jimmy Graham and they have 10 tight ends right now is because they need that tight end. Also, what's even weirder is one could say either Cole Komet or Jimmy Graham are the two probably primary tight ends on the Spurs offense right now, but both of them seem to struggle with blocking. It doesn't make sense to me why the Bears would uh, sign a guy like Jimmy Graham, who's not very great at blocking, and then go on to pick Cole Komet instead of a tight end who more focuses on blocking. I don't understand why they needed to take two of those same guys. Yeah, I'm not 100% on board with the Jimmy Graham signing. As a matter of fact, I'm not at all on board with it. But I think that the Cole Komet pick, I like it just for the fact that I think he brings a great amount of upside to the team. And I think that if you look at a Matt Nagy offense, the utilization of a tight end really opens up the offense. And I agree that offensive line is a big need for the Bears and a big reason, a very, very big reason why they didn't do well last year is because of offensive line. But... I would say that the most important position in the Matt Nagy offense, besides for a quarterback, because quarterback's the most important position in any offense, is tight end. Because the whole offense revolves around the tight end. Okay. And I get that the Bears, the Bears signed Jimmy Graham, who I, I, again, I said the fifth time, but I don't like him. But I think the Cole Komet draft pick was good for the fact that they, that they are trying to address that need. And it may not be the biggest need as a, for example, cornerback or safety or even offensive guard. You could say wide receiver three. Any of those, they weren't as big of a need as they were bigger of a need than tight end. But I still think that Cole Komet was a good pick. And that's the reason why I give it a B. Yeah, in retrospect, what I said, at least it's more improved by that the Bears did go on to draft a lot of linemen. So it makes up... For the bad blocking that Cole Kmet may have, it makes up for in all the other good blockers that they drafted, mm-hmm. basically. All right, so now moving on to Jalen Johnson. Orin, you can share your thoughts on him again. I'd love to. So I really, really like this pick of Jalen Johnson. I have to give this an A. And I think that when you look at it, the Bears defense still, they upgraded with Robert Quinn, which is a signing I really, really like. I think that their pass rush is going to be way better than last year because they get back Akeem Hicks. They get they get Robert Quinn, who's a big upgrade over Leonard Floyd. 
And my only concern is that they had to release Prince of Mukamara, who I'm not saying was great, but he was still a cornerback too. And before the draft, they had Artie Burns, who had a very good rookie year, but really, really slid off after that. They had Trey Roberson, who was a CFL player. And I mean, he was one of the best players in the CFL, but the CFL is a completely different league than the NFL. And they had Kevin Tolliver, who was an undrafted rookie two years ago in 2018. He replaced Prince of Mukamara when he was hurt with a hamstring injury for a few games and played well. So I think that that was a good position that they, it wasn't amazing, but at least they had competition there. And the safety position, it felt like they, feels, they only have really Deion Bush and Jordan Lucas. And neither of them are really amazing players. And I think that before the draft, the cornerback position was a more filled, they, they had better players in that position than safety. But I really, really, really like the Jalen Johnson the Jalen Johnson um, drafting. I really like the pick of Jalen Johnson. There's some really crazy stats that I read. He played in 1,256 coverage snaps, but only allowed three touchdowns. He had a average of 24.1% completion percentage allowed on targets that are 10 plus air yards. And he was targeted 65 times. He allowed 29 catches for 319 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, six passes deflected, 52 passer rating, and 438 coverage snaps. So I really, really, really think that this is a steal for the Bears. I think he's a great player. And all of this, most of those stats come, well, he had, a, he had a, I think, a torn labrum. He had something wrong with his shoulder that whole year. So imagine how elite he could have been if he didn't have that shoulder injury. I think that his – I get that college is different and dominating in college doesn't mean you'll dominate in the NFL – but he would have done better. And that's what makes me so happy and optimistic about this pick is that at, when he was not in his full potential, he still played great. And also every single year when he played at Utah, he kept getting better and better and better. That's what makes me the most optimistic because a healthy Jalen Johnson who comes getting improved every year, that really scares me. And him getting paired up with Kyle Fuller, I think if he pans out like what I expect him to do, they could be the best one-two cornerback duo in the NFL. Wow, that's a <clears throat> excuse me. Wow, that's a bold statement you made there. Yeah. Well, I, agree with really, you. Really like the pick. I I also gave Jalen Johnson an A or I gave this pick an A. But just to refute one thing that you said at the end there about him having uh, an injury in his last season and how good he could be when he was playing at his full potential. I don't really like that argument because I think that him having an injury is more of a warning sign to be injury injury prone than anything else. That argument was made with Anthony Miller and he really didn't play that great in 2020. Um, so I don't really like that argument in general. But as for the player, Jalen Johnson, I really do like this pick. I think the Bears took him at the right time. He was supposed to go around there. So he was good for value. I do like his talent. As you mentioned, the statistics that you said just prove how talented of a player he really is. And one of the Bears' biggest needs, if not their biggest need, going into this draft was cornerback. So it makes sense that they take a guy like Jalen Johnson high or at pick two. And to add to what I said about Jalen Johnson earlier, I believe he would have been a first-round pick if not for his injuries. And I get that his injuries are a big part because he's had a few shoulder injuries, which is, I mean, shoulder injuries are not like torn ACL or a concussion or something like that that are really, really serious. But if you have multiple of them, they can be a big concern. But also what makes me happy about this, this pick is that even if, let's say, Jalen Johnson gets hurt, which I hope never happens, but even if he does, they have a really, really, really good – they have a really good rotation of cornerbacks. 
which I talked about earlier, Trey Roberson, Kevin Tolliver, Artie Burns. They're all like, they're all very, very, I would say that. Well, yeah, very- if you're making that statement, then you could say, then why do the Bears take a guy like Jalen Johnson this early anyway, if they have all these other, if they have all that other good rotation, why would they need to take a cornerback? I agree. And also with that pick, there were some good safeties available, but I think that they thought really, really highly of him. And so do I. And I think that this pick was a really, really good pick. So in round five, pick 155, the Bears selected Travis Gibson, an outside linebacker out of Tulsa. I don't really like this pick. I don't understand why they needed to take um, a linebacker this early in the draft, or I guess this early for the Bears. I'm going to give this a C+. I think, first of all, Travis Gibson could have gone a lot later in the draft. I don't understand why they needed to take a talent like at this caliber so early. And second of all, this is really not one of their highest necessities. I can name uh, four more. I could name four more positions more important than the linebacker, safety, cornerback, tight end, and offensive line. So I really don't understand why they needed to take Travis Gibson, who, first of all, I don't really like that much as a talented player. And second of all, I don't think he, I don't think his position is one of the, is one that the Bears need the most, and that's why I'm giving this a C plus. Yeah, so I actually am going to give this a B plus because I agree, and I wouldn't give this a higher grade because I think that they do need an offensive lineman more than an outside linebacker or defensive end because if you look at it. They have Akeem Hicks, Roy Robertson, Harris, Bilal Nichols. All those are a rotation of defensive linemen. Outside linebackers, I think they have the best in the NFL with Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. Mm-hmm. But what's great about what's great about this pick is that this offseason, they didn't resign Aaron Lynch. And I wasn't I liked Aaron Lynch in 2018. 2019 he had a bit of a drop-off year. But I still think that outside linebacker, having a backup outside linebacker who's strong will make it so much easier for Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. Because those few plays that they don't play in, they really are able to catch their breath. That means they can really take advantage of the opportunity that they're going to use, opportunity to do well in the plays that they play in, which means I I think that what's good about Travis Gibson, it's not necessarily good for the Bears right now. He's a very raw player. He has a lot of of good skills. He has a lot of good technique, but he hasn't all put it together. And that's what makes me – I guess you could say it's a negative because the Bears outside linebackers, are, they're kind of in a win-now situation and they don't really want someone who's not going to be able to produce right away. But I think Travis Gibson, he has all the tools. And if he is coached well, which I believe he should be, I think he can end up being a pretty solid rotation player for the Bears. And hopefully, I really hope this year, but maybe in a few years, he'll be able to come in for Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn and play five or four snaps a game, just give them a breather, really make them, allow them to maximize their potential for the plays that they're in. Okay, so on to round five, pick 133, which is the actually the only pick that the Bears actually had in the fifth round, which ironic because they ended up picking three players in the fifth round. But for this pick, they picked Kendall Vendor, quarter, cornerback out of Georgia Southern. And I have to give this pick a B because I think that what's good about this pick is I really like his potential. I think that he is, when he played against Clemson, he really, really, really showed out that he was a good player. And he played well against really good talent, which is a very good sign that he he's ready for the NFL. But my he has solid size. He's 5'11", 190 pounds. But my only real concern about this pick is that I'm not sure that he'll have impact to begin the year. 
And I think he'll start off as more of a special teamer. And I think that when you look at it, the Bears don't really need cornerback that much. And I get that he he can play slot or he can play he can play cornerback too, or he can play slot, which is good to have competition between him and Duke Shelley for the for corner for the backup slot position. But I agree with you, and I'm not sure that well, I agree with myself, and I'm not sure that there were positions I I think that there were positions that were more needed than cornerback, especially considering they already picked one. And that's the reason why I give it a B, because I like the player but I'm not sure that the pick was right. And I'm not sure that they filled that they needed to fill in that need. They need to fill that need, especially considering their other needs. I agree with you that I think that they could have filled in other needs aside from cornerback, but I don't even like the player that much. And that's why I'm giving this pick a C because first of all, as for player talent, I think there are more talented cornerbacks on the board still, and they could have gotten better value. So that fills out the value also. And as for if the Bears, if it filled in the Bears' needs, I think they could have taken a safety or a lineman before they took a second cornerback. Even before they took the first cornerback, while I did like the pick of Jalen Johnson, they could have focused on uh, picks that they needed more. So in taking a second cornerback instead of an offensive lineman, I don't really understand why they did that. And for that reason, I'm giving it a C. Okay. Now. Moving on to Darnell Mooney with in round five, pick 173, a wide receiver out of Tulane. I don't really like this pick either. I'm going to give it a C plus. I think you're going to have a differing opinion with me here, but I don't really think that wide receiver was a position that the bears needed to focus on just because the, the wide receivers that the bears have picked, have picked previously in drafts have not panned out very well. The off the top of my head, the last two that they've taken have been Kevin White, Anthony Miller, Javon Wims, and Riley Ridley. And while um, the ones that aren't Kevin White still have a lot of time to improve, they really haven't done anything exceptional in the years that they have been on the team. So basically, I don't really trust the Bears' ability to take wide receivers. And I think instead they could have focused on taking a guard or a tackle, uh, like I said, with, uh, with Kindle Vildor. As for the player himself, uh, I think he's pretty talented. He's fine. Could have been taken a little bit lower. Um, and yeah, that's why I'm not too hot on this pick. So I actually disagree with you. I think that they, I'm going to give this a B plus. And I think that I, that Darnell Mooney is a good player. He's very, very fast. Ran a four, three, eight, 40 yard dash, which is a very, very fast 40 yard dash. He's, he's a bit undersized and he's very skinny. He's 5'10 and 176 pounds. He's a great, great route runner, which adds to his speed. And I get that you're saying that they don't need a wide receiver that much and you don't trust their drafting, but I wouldn't stop drafting a position if you, I, if I were the Bears and I said, oh, I'm not amazing at drafting wide receiver. It doesn't necessarily mean I shouldn't draft them. Well, I something I forgot to mention is the Bears have been pretty good or fine at bringing in wide receivers. If you look at the Bears' top two wide receivers last year, I would say they were probably the top two. Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel, they were both brought in from other teams. So I'm saying the Bears, of course, they should try to get good wide receivers, but they should focus on drafting different positions in the draft and then acquiring wide receivers by other means because I do not trust their ability to draft wide receivers as much as I do other positions. So what I will say is that the reason I think that this Darnell Mooney pick is great is because they need a wide receiver. It's not dire. Because their wide receiver three, they could have a good rotation. Um, well, also, just something that bugs me, I, I think you would say the need for a guard or a lineman is much more dire 
than taking a wide receiver. So why couldn't they take a wide receiver maybe in the seventh round and first just focus on taking a guard? Because I think that this wide receiver is a really, really, he's a special talent. You don't find players with four, three, eight speed and his route running like him. And I think that he has all of the tools to be a good receiver. He's just a bit skinny. And I think if I would have to compare him to anyone, I would compare him to Travis Benjamin. I think he's a very, he's a speed, he's a, He's someone who uses speed to his advantage, but won't be able to be a wide receiver one. But the reason why I like this pick so much is you could say that they'll have a rotation of Javon Wims and Riley Ridley for wide receiver two. But my only thing to say about that is that which one's the speed receiver? They don't have Allen Robinson's not a speed receiver. Anthony Miller's not. Javon Wims isn't. Riley Ridley isn't. And you need a speed receiver to be able to top, take the top off of a defense. And Darnell Mooney does that. Okay, and, that's fair. It's making me reconsider a little. But I still stand by, I don't really trust the Bears to take wide receivers. The Bears needed, it was a big, the Bears didn't necessarily need a wide receiver that much. But they needed a wide receiver, a speedy wide receiver. That's why people were thinking maybe KJ Hamler could go to the Bears and pick 20 and pick like 43 or 50. Mm-hmm. He ended up going, I think, a bit earlier. but. I, I think that what I would say is is that the Bears do need a speedy wide receiver, and I get Darnell Mooney. I think he is good. I don't think he's obviously a second-round pick like K.J. Hamler. I think that they might have got him. I think he was like a fourth or fifth-round talent. But what I think is so great about him is that he fits what the Bears need. That's why I give it a B plus. Got it. Okay, so on to pick, on to pick 226 in the seventh round. They picked Arlington Hambright, offensive lineman out of Colorado. So I have to give this pick a B minus because I think that when, first of all, he can play guard, which is what the bears need. They need more competition at guard and Bobby Massey and Charles Leno aren't, they aren't amazing and they're getting older. So you might end up needing to replace them. And I'm not saying that seventh round pick will replace them, but being able to have competition behind them will elevate their play. But what I will say is, is, he is. Um, he can go to play offensive lineman, and my reason I'm giving this a lower. I'm giving this a lower grade, as in a B minus, is that they needed an offensive lineman, and they only waited till the seventh round to take them. And if they were really confident in Arlington Hambright and Lachavia Simmons, then I get it. But I really, really, really doubt that if they were that confident in these two players that they wouldn't select them in the fifth or sixth round. Because if they think that these two players can compete for the starting offensive guard position, even take over, because I know that I don't, I don't think the Bears should be comfortable with either Rashad Cower, Jermaine Effetti, or Alex Barr starting. I don't know anything about Alex Barr's because he really didn't show that much in when he played a few snaps in the Week 17 Vikings game. But I think that if they were really that confident in those three players, then there's a serious problem with their ability to – to tell how good their players are. And that's why I give this a B minus Not because I, I like the Arlington Hambright pick. And I think that he shows a lot of potential and he's a big, he's a big player. He's six, five, and he'll be able to help the bears, but I'm not sure that he'll be able to help the bears enough to the point that they won't regret not taking an offensive lineman in the second round or in the fifth round. Yeah, I agree with that. Mostly I'm going to give this pick a B because at least they did address that need eventually, but for the same reasons that you were saying, that's why I didn't give them a higher pick that I think they should have taken a lineman a lot earlier in this draft, rather than waiting until the last two picks to take a lineman. I think a lot of the picks that were taken earlier were less of a necessity and they still ended up being taken before these linemen. 
As for Arlington Hambright as a player, I think he's pretty talented. He shows potential, like you were saying. Uh, I think they might have reached on him, but at this point in the in the seventh round, it doesn't really matter that much. So that's not it wasn't a big factor in my decision to give him a B. Um, not really much else to say about that player. Yeah, so now let's go on to the last pick of the Bears draft, which is ironically only one pick after the 226th pick where they picked Arlington Hambright. They picked another offensive lineman, Lachavius Simmons, offensive tackle out of Tennessee State. And he, in college, he played multiple positions. He played left tackle, right tackle, right guard, and left guard. He's a big guy, 6'5", just the same exact height as Arlington Hambright. And I think that, again, this is kind of the same thing. I'm going to give this a B minus, but I think these two picks are very similar. I think they're very similar players. I think that they both have potential to be pretty solid. But the only reason why I'm not giving this a higher grade is because the Bears should have addressed this position earlier. They really, really, really need an offensive lineman. And I think that most of their offensive problems come from three positions last year, offensive line, tight end, and quarter, quarterback. And this offseason, they addressed tight end where they signed Jimmy Graham and they signed and they trade and they drafted Cole Komet. They traded for Nick Foles. So those two positions were addressed. And the offensive lineman, offensive line wasn't really addressed. I get that they added Jermaine Effetti, but he's not really someone who will be able to upgrade your offensive line from last year. And Ryan Pace is very adamant that the offensive, the new offensive line coach, Juan Castillo, will be able to elevate them. But I'm not really sure that the coach will be able to elevate them as much as a player will. And I think that a coach might be able to elevate uh, a player's game to a solid, to a good amount, but I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that even that coach should have, the coach should have been able to elevate that whole offensive line. Then the fifth round guard should have been a better pick than a seventh round guard. Yeah. To your point, if the bears are not going to make any big signing of an offensive lineman, in the offseason, then a Bears fan has to think, oh, well, the Bears are going to be taking a lot of offensive linemen early in this draft. But that's really not what played out here. They only took offensive linemen with their final two picks in the seventh round. So that's just a little confusing to me why they would um, not have any big signings in the offseason and then only take two seventh round picks to improve their offensive line when clearly it's one of the positions that they need to improve most if they want to be successful in 2020. As for the player himself, Lechavis Simmons, for the same reason that you gave the last two picks B minuses, I'm going to give him a B, as I also gave Arlington Hambright a B. Uh, basically, the same arguments that have already been said. Uh, I don't hate the player too much. It was their last pick, so it doesn't really matter about value. They can take whoever they want. And aside from that, I, I, like I said, I like Lechavis Simmons. I just don't understand why they wouldn't take players earlier. And that's why I gave both of those guys bees. Yeah. So now we're going to go look at the whole bears draft and we're going to grade it. And do you want to start or should I? Um, you can start. Okay. So I actually, well, I'm going to give this great, this, this whole draft a B plus. I really, really, really like what the bears did besides for offense. The reason I'm not giving this an a minus is because they addressed offensive line too late, but I think that they really, really, really found quality players without having quality picks he started off Cole Komet. I really, really like him, and I get that a guard, tight end was the biggest need, and that's the only reason why I wouldn't say this is an amazing pick. But I think Cole Komet will be able to really upgrade this offense. So they upgraded the offense and tight end, which in my opinion was one of the three positions that they needed to – that led to the Bears' horrible 2019 offensive performance. 
the 50th pick, they picked Jalen Johnson. I think he's going to be a stud. And I think that cornerback, which may not have been their biggest need again, but I think that they really, really, really addressed their, they really addressed the fact that they released Prince of Mukamara and they're able to have great competition in that position. That's a big position in the NFL without a cornerback too. You won't really be able to do anything great as a defense. I would really, really, really take them down. And then when you look at Travis Gibson, that adds a lot of depth and makes, and will be able to elevate the play of Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. You look at Kendall Vildor, cornerback. I'm not so sure I love this pick, but it still adds depth, and I think he's a quality player. Darnell Mooney, I really, really like this pick because I think that he'll be able to upgrade the Bears wide receivers, especially to the fact that he'll be able to take the top off of the defense, which means that other the safeties will have to worry more about Darnell Mooney, which means that the cornerbacks will have more one-on-one coverage. The wide receivers will have more one-on-one coverage with the cornerbacks, which means it'll be easier for players like Anthony Miller, Riley Ridley, Javon Wins, Allen Robinson, just all those players to really elevate their game. And for the last two picks, Arlington Hambright and Lachavis Simmons, I think that those are pretty similar picks. And I like the selection of those two players. I'm just a bit concerned about why they took an offensive guard so late instead of taking one earlier, maybe in the fifth round or in the second round. So all in all, I would have given this a higher grade if they maybe took a solid offensive lineman in the fifth round but instead they waited too late. And that's the only reason I'm giving them a B plus instead of an A minus. I'm going to be a little harsher on them. I'm giving them a C plus actually for the first two picks, Cole Kmet and Jalen Johnson. I like them. We went over this. I think they're pretty good. They're talented players. I like what the bears are doing here. Even if they could have taken uh, a lineman instead of a cornerback, because maybe that's more of a necessity, but I'm fine on those first two picks. I really like them. But then from down, I really don't like the picks. Uh, for Travis Gibson, I don't understand why they needed to take a linebacker in this draft at all, or at least in this early of a round, unless they really love this guy. But I haven't really seen anything that's, you know, wowing me. He's a good player, but nothing more than that for now. Uh, as for Kendall Vildor, again, nothing against the player. He's fine, but I don't understand why they need to take a second cornerback before taking a guard or there was no safety in this draft whatsoever, which really baffled me because I think that the Bears needed a safety more than a cornerback, and they managed to take two cornerbacks and also a wide receiver, which I, to your defense and to your credit, I think Donald Mooney is actually a good player now, what you've been saying, after what you've been saying. But still, I think I would have liked to see a safety there instead. Um, I do like the pick of Darnell Mooney more than uh, before, but still, like I just said, a safety would have been nice. And for the final two picks, nothing against them, but I don't understand why they couldn't have taken a guard earlier. And for those reasons, I'm giving this draft a C plus. I really only like the two picks, and Darnell Mooney shows some potential, but it's making me question the Bears' decision-making a little. Yeah. So when you look at the two second-round picks, who do you think is going to have more of an impact on the Bears' team throughout their whole career? Throughout their whole career. Well, there's a case to be made for both players. For Cole Komet, while he is in this offense with 10 tight ends right now, it might be hard for him to emerge as a threat. But once he does emerge, and if he does emerge, then he could really have a large impact on the Bears organization, on the Bears team. I could really see that. And as for Jalen Johnson, the same thing can be said. I could see him being plugged in and played um, in a few years. It might take him some time because... The, the Bears do have more um, more depth in cornerback right now. 
than some other positions. But like you were saying, uh, him and Kyle Fuller could be one of the best one-two threats in the league once that does happen. But for what I can see realistically, I would say Jalen Johnson, just because I always have more faith in Bears defenses than Bears offenses. So I have more faith that a defensive player will be impactful than an offensive player. Not, uh, not taking anything away from Cole Kmet, just taking away from the Bears offense in general. So I actually, surprisingly, even though I talk so much about him, I love, love, love Jalen Johnson. I think Cole Kmet will have a bigger impact throughout his career. And I think that's because of how important the tight end position is. Let's start with Jalen Johnson. I think he's going to be a really, really, really great player. But in the Bears defense with so many stars and so many great, great, great players, your stats are obviously going to decline versus being on a team where Jalen Johnson, hopefully at his prime, will be able to be a wider cornerback one at a different team. But on the Bears, he'll probably be a cornerback two with Kyle Fuller being the cornerback one. And I think that him not being able to be the cornerback one will affect his stats and the way he plays. And I still think he's going to be playing at an elite level. But I think it'll be harder for his stats and his people to really recognize him because how overshadowed he'll be. And I think Cole Komet, especially at a Bears offense that needs tight ends, is going to utilize it a lot more this year. A Bears offense that there aren't as many stars where he'll get more of the stats than he'll get more attention than Jalen Johnson. I think that that's why he'll end his career being more productive than Cole Komet. When you look at productivity, you can look at it two ways. I look at it as how well you've done in this in your whole career, stats and productivity and all of that combined. But I think that when you're really talking about right now, I think Cole Komet's stats will be better than Jalen Johnson's. I get you can't compare tight end to cornerback. And I think eventually his impact will become bigger than Jalen Johnson's. And for that reason, I say Cole Komet will be better. Uh, one thing to add about why I picked Jalen Johnson or just kind of knocking on the Bears' decision-making for tight ends, the last tight end that the Bears drafted, and it was in the second round, was Cole Com- I mean, excuse me, was Adam Shaheen, and that didn't pan out too well. Well, the Bears would like to have a tight end involved in this offense. Again, I don't really – I trust the Bears on defense more than I do on offense, and that's why I picked Jalen Johnson. So for the fifth and seventh round picks, who do you think is going to have the biggest impact on this team out of those five picks? Well, I'm really contradicting everything I've said earlier, <laughs> but I got to go to Darnell Mooney just because when I'm looking at all the other players, I can't see any of them having such a big impact aside from Darnell Mooney. I think Darnell Mooney has easily the highest ceiling, a way higher ceiling than all of those other players. Darnell Mooney at his best could be such a speedster and such a, have such a big impact on this Bears offense where I think I look at all the other picks that could just be big impacts. But I think Darnell Mooney could become a big name for the Bears, while all the other picks in the fifth and seventh round would just become, you know, good players, impactful players, but they're never going to have the spotlight. That's why I see Downer Mooney as the most, as the potentially most impactful. So again, while I do agree with your point, I think Travis Gibson's going to end up being the most impactful. And I think that for his first few years, obviously he's not going to be great because he's going to be behind Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. It's really, really, really hard to be better than them. That's a very, very hard thing to do. But what I will say is I think after year three with Robert Quinn, they're going to end up releasing him, not because his plays necessarily going to be bad, but because all of his money that would be guaranteed will be gone by then. So then their cap hit will, will be a lot smaller, which means that they'll be able to save a lot more money by releasing him. And by the time it'll be the end of his third year, he'll already be around 33 years old. 
And I think right then is when Travis Gibson will step in like Jordan, like Jordan loved for Aaron Rodgers. He'll be able to learn behind Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, be able to absorb all of their information. And also he's more of a developmental player. So while he's developing and while he's becoming a better learn and understand from Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn how to really excel at that position and once Robert Quinn's gone I think you'll be able to step in and take take over the position of outside linebacker for Robert Quinn okay thanks for listening guys if you like this podcast share it with your friends and bear down bear down If you enjoyed this episode of From the Den, please remember to comment or leave a review depending on your listening platform. Or if you're a Packers fan, remember to write some nasty reviews and comments. Thanks for listening and bear down.